On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, absolutely nothing happened. We're all in lockdown. So I answered your questions instead. Hey, what's going on? Hope you're well. I'm Sean Spooner. This is Life and Lessons, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 16 in that journey. Right, I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week. And uh, if you're if you're in the UK, or indeed most of the world right now, but if you're in the UK, I hope you're enjoying week number one of our lockdown, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, I was thinking just before I hit record, actually, that who would have thought just a few weeks ago when I started this podcast that I would be talking about the global pandemic that we're going through, that I would be talking about uh, an effectively an economic shutdown, that I would be talking about how we're all being forced to stay at home for weeks on end to protect the NHS and to save lives. I did not see this coming. I don't think anyone saw this coming, to be honest, but it just goes to show when you look at it on a scale of weeks rather than months or years, just how much can change so quickly. And yeah, um, it just it literally occurred to me 10 seconds before hitting record when I was thinking through this episode that even three weeks ago, even I mean four weeks ago, I was in Paris having a you know wicked time. The borders were open. I was crammed into a room with thousands of people like it was the absolute opposite uh, of what we're all going through right now. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy how quickly things change. So um I feel fortunate that I can jump on here every week and give you an update because it just it really charts the the change that we all go through in life but I get to do it out loud. Um so if you listened to last week's episode you will remember that I kind of broke convention and I spoke about last week in the moment. So I typically record these episodes one week behind. So right now I should in theory be talking about what happened last week but last week I spoke about it in the moment because I just needed to think out loud you know the coronavirus thing had really really started to take hold in the UK last week Uh, the markets had effectively crashed the the wider marketplace in the economy was scared there was knee-jerk reactions there were big businesses going out of business, there were small businesses going out of business, there were companies just shedding jobs uh, and sitting in the middle of it as a business owner, though we had a plan in place very quickly, uh, it was just a really fucking, I don't even know the word, it was it was a, an intense time and so last week uh, using this as a medium I thought I would just kind of think out loud and so that means that in theory this week I have nothing to tell you about. Uh, But I thought I'd take advantage of that fact and use this week to steer us away from coronavirus for at least 20 minutes, half an hour to give us all a break. Because let's be honest, it's all we've been hearing about, it's all we've been talking about, it's all we've seen on the news for the last two or three weeks. And so this 
is a break from coronavirus. And to do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer a few questions that you have submitted. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I, every now and then, post a little sticker uh, basically asking you if you have any questions. And what I've done, I've scrolled through the last few times where I've asked for questions. I've picked out a handful. uh, And yeah, I'm going to answer them now. So there are, I think, four or five questions I picked out. Uh, And as always, when it comes to answering these questions, I'm not going to, there's no notes, there's nothing planned. I'm literally just going to read the question and then answer out loud however it comes out. So this is slightly more conversational, slightly more uh, loose than what you're probably used to. But I just prefer answering the questions in a kind of uh, stream of consciousness rather than trying to actually plan what I'm going to say. So anyway, let's get into it. The first question comes from Kevin. And Kevin asked, what are some of your responsibilities at Dream and what do you do day to day? So for those of you who don't know, I am the co-founder and creative director of Dream. Dream is a full service marketing agency based in South Wales and it's our job to help businesses grow. Now, we do that using, like I say, marketing, the kinds of marketing that you would expect a marketing agency to do in 2020. So that's things like Facebook ads, Google ads, websites, and so on. Uh, And then some slightly unusual things that you perhaps wouldn't expect a traditional uh, marketing agency to do in 2020. So even things such as direct mail that normally just don't hit the radar of most marketing agencies, we, as a results first agency, we basically piece marketing plans together based on what will be most effective for each of our clients rather than what is the flavor of the month. So we really work on a a wide old spectrum of services. Uh, And so as creative director, it's essentially my job to keep an eye on absolutely everything that we produce for and on behalf of our clients and make sure that before it leaves us, it is to the standard it needs to be. And then when it's out there in the wild, to ensure that it's generating the results that it needs to be generating. So uh, it could be me physically writing some ad copy. That would be something I do. It could be me briefing a website into a designer to have it designed. It could be me taking a designed website and translating it into something uh, that looks a little bit like some development notes to hand over to development. Uh, Or it could be as more and more of my day seems to be these days uh, sitting in a meeting or as it is right now on a video call with clients uh, looking through the current marketing plan looking ahead for the future 90 days seeing how things are performing talking about budgets tweaking things and basically just ensuring that the work that we produce is generating those business results that our clients look for so in short My responsibilities are to keep an eye on absolutely everything that leaves our business and ends up with our clients. And then what do I do day to day is a hard question to answer because I suppose this is probably the same with any business owner. Every single day looks so different. Uh, So, for example, this week that we're in has been very uh, meeting or video call centric because like I said earlier, and this isn't to speak about coronavirus, but when something unexpected happens, such as coronavirus, there's lots of uh, juggling that needs to happen to make sure that, for example, 
working from home as a team is seamless to make sure that all of our clients understand how things work to ensure that we're putting out the correct uh, messaging on behalf of our clients in a time like this to ensure that they don't appear tone deaf uh, to make sure that with the changes that have currently happened in the market that marketing is still performing making any changes that are needed and so a week like this when something unexpected happens can very quickly go from what would have otherwise been a week sat in the office working on producing things straight into a week of phone calls and meetings and firefighting and managing expectations and juggling a million and one different things so there isn't really a standard week but if i was speaking in like crude terms i would probably say that 65 percent of my time is spent on the production and management of the things we produce and then the rest is spent in meetings or on calls uh, or doing some form of communication or management with clients so that's probably the the simplest way to break it down i'm thinking as i answer this that i might actually for a future episode at some point try and do a 30 to 45 minute episode where I really dive into what I did work-wise each day for a week in the particular week when I record it because although I talk about work a lot on this podcast I realize that through necessity because of NDAs and contracts and privacy and so on I don't go into a whole lot of detail but I do think that there is scope for me to give you a little bit more insight in one particular episode at some point in the future on what a real week looks like for me so hold me to that remind me in a few weeks if i haven't done it and i'll do just that cool okay so the next question is from ryan and he said what is your biggest professional development regret that's a mad question i uh i don't really know so i think the easiest way for me to thinking out loud here but the easiest way for me to answer this is to first explain that a lot of my what I'd call personal development is essentially what others might consider professional development and I mean that most of the books I read lots of the learning I do lots of the things that interest me actually directly benefit the business and directly benefit in turn our clients so whilst i don't quite know how to split what is professional development and what is personal development i think the the immediate answer my mind goes to when it comes to regrets is i regret that i didn't start sooner with developing myself as a person period and you know we've we've spoken about this a million times before but that divide in my mind between the first few years of being an adult if we want to call it that and then the last say two and a half years I've managed to cram so much into the last two and a half years. I've changed so much as a person. I've pushed the needle forward so much in so many areas of my life that I know how much can be achieved in a year. That's the, the, the sole purpose of this podcast is to try and demonstrate how much can change in one year. And so when I look at my past and I look at the first, say, three and a half years, four years of my real business journey, though I don't blame myself, I am sad, for want of a better word, that I didn't try and develop myself more sooner because I just, I wonder where I could be today if I did. But you almost have to go through being a stupid, you know, young, 
teenager to come out the other end. So I don't have any regrets in that sense. I wouldn't use the word regret, but I do think it's a shame that I didn't start sooner. And so let that be a lesson to anybody who feels like they're on the cusp of making a big change in life. The sooner you start, the sooner you see results. So just go and do because, yeah, if you waste three years like me, you might regret it. Okay, so the next question is also from Kevin, but I've had this question a couple of times in there or thereabouts the same word. So the question is essentially, what books am I reading right now and what books do I recommend? So I can answer the first bit very quickly. What books am I reading right now? I'm currently reading two books on the Kindle. The first is The Jelly Effect and the second is The Shallows. Uh, You'll have to forgive me. I can't think of the names of the authors of either of those right now, but I'm about halfway through each. Uh, They're both very good. I'm sure I'll be telling you more about them soon. But to answer the question of what books would I recommend, uh, there is a small list of books that I literally have saved in my phone that I'm just going to pull up now of the books that I think that everybody should read. So I'm going to tell you the title of each and then very, very quickly talk you through why that book and why I recommend it because I always recommend the same I think it's seven the same seven books to everybody because they're the seven books that I've read so far that have had the biggest and most direct impact on my life so here we go the first book and this book I talk about constantly is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson Uh, and the idea of The Slight Edge is essentially that no big change in life no big result no big achievement is gained through some sort of Uh, huge overnight action. Big results are actually achieved through small and consistent uh, behaviours and habits. So the idea is that, uh, for example, if you want to uh, be huge, as in massive, big muscles, not that I'm in any way qualified to talk about that because I always give up going to the gym after two weeks, but nonetheless, if you want to be hench, It's not achieved through going to the gym once and drinking a big protein shake and watching some fitness YouTubers. It's achieved through years and years and years worth of putting in that one day after another in the gym, one rep after the other, one set after the other. Uh, And that is true for absolutely any area of life. And I think that there's an important paradigm shift that many of us need to go through to understand that actually we can achieve anything, but we can only achieve it through consistency And too many of us let perfection get in the way of consistency and then even never start or give up too soon. So if you haven't already, I recommend that you read The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Really good book. The second one is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. The reason I recommend you read that is it makes you realize that you can blame absolutely everything in your life on yourself. And whilst that might sound like a weird thing to do, when you suddenly decide to take ownership or blame for absolutely everything in your life, you very quickly begin to find solutions to things that you once thought were outside of your control. Uh, So without thinking of an example, because frankly, I can't think of one, um, the idea is that essentially once you take ownership for everything, um, everything is within your control. And when you feel that everything is within your control, you suddenly don't outsource blame. You suddenly don't decide that this is John's fault. And so John needs to do this and John needs to do that before I can be happy or before I can progress or before I can achieve the thing I want to achieve. When you say, actually, fuck John, he's done me dirty. However, 
this is my fault because I could have done X, Y, and Z to avoid this, you can move past the situation far sooner. And I think that as soon as you uh, decide to take blame or ownership of everything in your life, um, a funny thing happens whereby you have far fewer problems. The next one is Influence by Robert Caldini. This one is basically a handbook to being uh, a good communicator, a good marketer. It is the six principles of persuasion in psychology. Uh, There's not much more to be said about that book other than if you want to be effective at communications, it's probably a good book for you to read. The fourth one, I've spoken about this one a lot in this podcast, is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Uh, This is essentially a book that will explain to you why sleep is so important, how you can get better sleep and the dangers of not getting enough sleep. Uh, I think once you read this book, you will really make sure that you're blocking out eight to nine hours of sleep opportunity every night. You'll be setting up your environment so that you get good sleep. And once you're getting good eight, eight and a half hours of sleep every single night, the things you can do with your life just it's it's ridiculous i was perhaps getting say six hours of sleep a night on average a few years ago and i'd be confused as to why i was waking up feeling like shit i'd be confused as to why i had no focus i wouldn't understand why i wasn't getting anything done suddenly give yourself enough sleep all of those problems are fixed so why we sleep by matthew walker the next book is the one thing by i believe gary keller And that book essentially tells us that multitasking is a myth, that it doesn't exist, that sitting in a big crowded office with no headphones on, listening to loads of people around you talking will make you unproductive. Sitting with headphones on, listening to music or trying to watch a YouTube video whilst working will make you unproductive. Trying to work on two tasks at once will make you unproductive. Trying to check your phone and look at Twitter and check your emails whilst trying to focus on a task will make you unproductive and as the name of the book suggests the one thing you can only ever according to science do one thing at a time so stop multitasking stop trying to juggle templates at once and focus on one thing at a time and you'll get so much more done for it and then in a very similar vein the next book deep work by cal newport is essentially a a guide to how to be more productive and get more meaningful work done and also make better use of your time so that you don't find yourself constantly on the back foot, constantly chasing your tail and feeling as if you're drowning in work. So that's a really good one to read. And then finally, of course, I wasn't going to miss this book off because all I talk about is habits. The seventh book that I always recommend is Atomic Habits by James Clear. That will explain to you why habits are so powerful, how you can build your own, and it will just give you some Uh, I guess practical tips is the word on how you can go about making habits work for you rather than you working for your lack of habits. So they're the seven books I recommend. Um, I will probably revisit that list sometime soon because there are a bunch of books I've read since then, some of which probably do deserve to be on that list. Um, So yeah, let let me get back to you on any new books in a few weeks time once I've revisited that list. And then finally, fourth one is from Brandon who asks, what is the hardest pill you've had to swallow and why? And the reason I put this one in is because frankly, even now as I go to answer it, but certainly when I screenshotted it and went to put it in, I don't know the answer to that. I can't think of a time in life where I particularly had to swallow a pill where I was like, shit, like I can't accept this or I don't want this don't get me wrong there have been 
shit moments in life same with everyone but I can't actually think back to anything serious that was really hard for me to accept and this <laughs> this sounds silly but any situation that I even have a recollection of feeling like that it's always just random shit to do with girls where I'm like oh no I've been friend zoned and I can't accept it so I'm gonna be sad for three weeks and then get over it and download tinder again like there has never really been a moment in my life where I have um struggled to accept something and I'm not sure why that is to be honest um it could well be and you know this this podcast is testament to that that I just feel very comfortable talking about everything and so Uh, Whenever it comes to something that is hard to understand or hard to accept or uncomfortable or not particularly nice, uh, I find great value in just talking out loud about problems and speaking to people about issues to, I guess, move past them sooner and move past them in a more healthy way. So, I don't know. I'll let you know if I come up with an answer to that. But truthfully, thinking about it, I can't think of anything that comes to mind other than situations, like I say, like girl shit, where it feels very serious at the time, and then suddenly two weeks later you realise that it was nothing. So, I don't know, other than that, um, I don't know, can't think of an answer. But there we go. Um, That is it. That is the four questions I picked. You can probably tell, by the way, in this episode, that I'm literally falling asleep as I'm doing this, but it's been a busy week and I didn't want there to be another late episode like last week. So uh, I thought I'd jump on here and answer some of your questions just to get this episode out. I hope that I hope you've been able to even make sense of this because it has just been quite a tired mumble. But if you've made it this far, uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, I genuinely do really appreciate you listening. Um, like I said a few weeks ago now, there is that core group of listeners now. Uh, and I, I really appreciate all of you for coming here every week, for listening, for messaging, for sharing, for all of those good things, because it makes it all worthwhile. And it lets me know that there's somebody on the other end of this microphone who actually takes the time to listen and feedback and so on. And it's, uh, well, it's the only reason I do it, frankly. There wouldn't be a point of doing it if you weren't here. So thanks for being here. Uh, we'll probably go into these questions again in a few weeks. So if you want to have yours answered just drop me a message on instagram where i'm spooner sean that's s-p-o-o-n-e-r-s-e-a-n and i'll make sure that it's added to the list for uh, the next time i'm a bit tired and can't be fucked writing an episode (laughs) the honesty um but yeah look as always i hope you've enjoyed it if you have please do consider sharing it uh and if you're not already make sure that you're following on spotify or subscribed on apple Podcasts. it just means that you won't need to go looking for this episode though it looks like as a result of me saying that a few weeks ago lots and lots of you have now subscribed because i see those numbers jump up immediately after this is released so thank you very much for doing that if you have already okay i have a call at 8am which is in about eight hours so i'm going to get this edited chuck it up online and go and get some sleep thank you again for listening hope you have a good week And I'll see you back here next week for episode number 17 of Life and Lessons. See you then.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.